Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Why Christians Suffer. Suffering is the lot of all human beings in some degree or another. It can take various forms. It can be mental and emotional suffering. It can be physical pain, especially intense physical pain. It can be difficult, trying situations, anything that causes you grief and misery. So suffering in its various forms is a common experience of all people. It's universal. Eliphaz in Job 5 says, For affliction does not come from the dust, nor does trouble sprout from the ground, but man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. Now he was addressing Job's affliction, and what he says is it is common a lot of people. It happens to humans. It means you're in the world. It means you're human. Now, Peter addresses his first letter to fellow believers in the cities of Asia Minor. Now, today we call this area Turkey. It appears that these Christians were undergoing various trials, certain trials, sufferings, and afflictions. And so Peter begins with a very general kind of statement, chapter 1, verse 6. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So first, Peter cites their situation. Even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials. But then he gives the reason they're undergoing these trials. So that the proven character of your faith may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. These Christians were suffering grief in various trials. Now this is the experience of all Christians from time to time. And this is the reason so that the proven character of our faith may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, we all undergo trials. It's how we handle the trials that really makes the difference. In today's podcast, I want to call your attention to three reasons Peter gives why Christians suffer. Let's begin with the definition of the term suffering. Suffering is anything that's causing pain, or distress, or calamity. Uh, The more intense the pain, the greater the suffering. The more grievous the distress or calamity, the greater the suffering. The emphasis of this letter, with reference to the Christians that are suffering because of their faith, is intense pain or affliction and severe trials a result of the unjust treatment of Christians by unbelievers. But Peter gives three reasons why Christians suffer in this world. And I want to review those three reasons with you. The first reason Christians suffer is because, like everyone else, we live in a sinful and fallen world. The reason death exists, the reason sickness is here, the reason we grow weak and weary is because we live in a fallen world. All of creation... All of this earth and its solar system was affected by the fall of Adam in the garden. 
This is the reality. We live in a sin-cursed world under the curse of God. But the great Christian message is that God has intervened in this cursed world in accordance with his promise first given in the Garden of Eden, that he would send a promised seed who would be the Savior, the Deliverer of the world from this distress. Since we're in this world, we therefore suffer the common lot of mankind. We will suffer sickness and illness and trouble and disaster and death. Christians suffer like everyone else. But secondly, Christians also suffer because sometimes they do wrong. The truth of the matter is that Christians are not sinless. And though we are redeemed and justified, we are being sanctified and we're promised to be ultimately glorified, we're still sometimes guilty of sin. We're on a pilgrim journey, and in this journey, sometimes there are setbacks. Christians do wrong. Sometimes they sin, and they will reap the consequences of those sins. They may commit a crime. They may rebel against God. All of this can happen to Christians. Peter makes it very plain when he writes in 1 Peter 2.20, For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? In other words, you're getting sort of what you deserve. Or secondly, in 1 Peter 4.15, let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Now, that's a great list there. Some we consider very serious and others we sort of wink at, but God considers them all serious. And we can suffer consequences if we commit any of these actions, including being a meddler. Peter writes, that we should not be suffering because we commit a crime or engage in similar evil behavior. We should not be suffering because we sin. But the truth of the matter is that sometimes we sin and sometimes we suffer because of it. Now, this type of suffering is not what's going to bring glory to God. Christians can suffer like other people because they sometimes do wrong, but this should not be what Christians do. But Peter writes in Chapter 3, verse 17. For it's better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. There's a third reason Christians suffer, and this is what Peter's real interest is. Christians also suffer because they are treated unjustly by an unbelieving world, a God-denying society. And that could be institutionals, it can be in family, among friends or acquaintances, at workplaces. Christians suffer for this reason. They're suffering unjustly because they're witness-bearing believers to the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter's great concern in his epistle is to address this issue. Sometimes there are forces that come against one simply because we belong to Christ. Their lifestyle varies from those around them so that they end up being persecuted, especially if previously that was their lifestyle and now they turned their back on it and are living a different way. Oh, the ones that you used to run with, they do not appreciate that. Because you see, you do not fit into the common behavioral and moral mode of the day. Christians can be accused of doing wrong, even though they've not done wrong. And their good conduct can be disparaged. They can be given 
false motive, saying they're doing it for this reason when that's not the reason at all. Or they can just suffer because they're doing good in the midst of an evil society. They suffer because they're bearing witness to the Lord Jesus Christ by their life, by their words, and thus evildoers slander them, disparage them, persecute them in various ways, verbally or even by means of actions. Christians can be shamed and discriminated against simply because they're Christians who are seeking to live their lives under the lordship of Jesus Christ and bear witness to the Savior who has saved them and will save all of those who put their faith in him. Listen to some of the words that Peter addresses to suffering Christians. 1 Peter 2.25 For this is the will of God that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. They're foolish those who persecute Christians because they're doing good. And we can put them to silence by simply continuing to do good. 1 Peter 3, 14, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, that's those who are persecuting you, nor be troubled. Why? Because your hope, your confidence is in God, not in them. 1 Peter 4, 19, Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Now, don't neglect to hear what he's saying. Let those who suffer according to God's will. You see, sometimes it is God's will that we suffer so that we might bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ in the midst of difficult circumstances so that we can show the genuineness of our faith, of our hope, of our love for him, and of our joy in what he has done for us. We must entrust our souls to the faithful creator while doing good. So why do Christians suffer? Well, because it's a common lot of humanity living in a sin-scarred world. Secondly, Christians may suffer because of their own evil actions that bring consequences upon themselves, and sometimes it's troublesome and hurtful. But Christians can particularly suffer unjustly because they're bearing witness by their lives and their words to the person and work of Jesus Christ, the Savior of mankind. Now, we have an example of one who was treated unjustly. The example is our Savior himself. Now, though Jesus Christ came into the world to bear the consequences of man's sins, and to be the offering, the sin offering for our transgressions. Yet the way he suffered was unjust. Because you see, he had not committed any sins. He had not committed any wrong. And yet he was accused of sin. He was accused of doing wrong. He was accused and he was shamed. He was cursed. There were all kinds of things that happened to him in this process of bearing our sins. Christ endured unjust suffering on our behalf in order that we might be redeemed. But even in doing this, he gives us an example of how we should face unjust suffering in our lives as believers. We should imitate him. We should imitate him. When he was reviled, he did not revile again. When he was accused of wrongdoing, he did not accuse others of wrongdoing. Look at Christ, 
follow Christ when you are enduring suffering. When suffering comes our way, let's be faithful to God. Let's seek him and allow him to be glorified in our lives. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. But remember the next time when you're in misery or afflicted for whatever reason, put your trust in God and look to him to grant you comfort and relief, strength and courage under trial.